Welcome to another edition of Cowboys Talk, the Dallas Cowboys discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, of course, my name is Alex Alcazaz, a.k.a. the Bear of Texas. And ladies and gentlemen, first things first, I will confess, based on the Dallas Cowboys, how they won yesterday against the Seattle Seahawks, I will say this, I am mildly impressed. Mildly impressed. And to be honest with you, to say that I am mildly impressed, honestly, that is me being beyond simply generous. Now, first things first, I got to say that for the first time in a while, the Cowboys did in fact beat a team with a winning record. Now, there's the argument right there because a couple of Cowboy fans reminded me in my promo that when the Cowboys beat the Jets, the Jets were a 1-0 team. Now, I understand the argument there because some people say when it's one game, when you when another team beats a team that is 1-0, it's one game, it's not technically considered a winning record. But I guess because it feels like it's been forever, maybe that's why they're saying for the first time this season the Cowboys actually beat a winning team. Now, I think because it's so deep and so far into the season that it kind of seems like it's a bigger, it's a bigger deal. But, listen... Look, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna mince words. I mean, this episode is gonna be a bit different than the ones I have done in, a, in the last couple of weeks. Now, you'll probably notice I don't do episodes as often as, as I should do because look, after the Cowboys beat the Commanders, and you know, and, and previewing this one, a lot of times, look, I I, I don't want to basically be in a position to where I have to record episodes and just tell everybody the same thing about the overhype. Dallas hasn't beat anybody good. I mean, you you, you know, you know how the deal is, you know. And listen, this game yesterday, you know, even though this morning when I woke up to get to work because of staying up late and, you know, and, and, you know, and watching the game and everything and me having to be back at work about 7 a.m., uh, you know, going on only about six hours of sleep, it's, it's not healthy, y'all. It's not healthy at all, but it's my fault. But, you know, first things first, okay, the Seattle Seahawks gave the Cowboys everything that they could take, they could give. The Seahawks gave it their all. Geno Smith, who was under center for the Seattle Seahawks, there is nothing, and I mean there is nothing that anybody can take away from the guy. Geno Smith did a fantastic job. He played his best. He did his job to the best of his ability. Unfortunately, it was not enough to get the job done. But I don't care what anybody says. Geno Smith may have exposed the Cowboys' defense. The Cowboys' defense was getting bullied. They were getting burned by Geno Smith and the Seattle receiving core. DK Metcalf? Huh. Now that guy was really wreaking havoc against the Cowboys defense. And the fact of the matter is the Cowboys defense prevailed in late in the fourth quarter. That right there, ladies and gentlemen, is something you do not see from the Cowboys very often. Honestly, you can honestly say that it's absolutely rare. But what the Cowboys defense did was this. They were simply resilient. Resilient, especially that late in the game when it was crucial in the fourth quarter for the Seahawks offense to sputter and to basically turn the ball over on downs in back-to-back series to seal the deal at the end of the game. The Cowboys defense did something and they finally did it at the right moment. Unfortunately, the talk of the defense is the fact that Deron Bland got torched. I mean, you know, 
seeing in this one, the, the, the fact that the Seahawks came in this game with a 6-5 and five record now, unfortunately for Seattle, a few weeks ago they were 6-3. and three. A few weeks ago they were arguably one of the best teams in the league, but unfortunately the last couple of weeks have just, uh, it's just not been very, very good. I mean, there's been some injuries. I mean, there's just been, you could call it, for the Seahawks you could say injuries, inconsistency, whatever. I just think it's just basically an unfortunate an unfortunate amount of bad luck and an unfortunate set of circumstances, honestly. But listen, for you know, Seattle has they have quite a history of giving the Dallas Cowboys a hard time, you know. I believe the last time the Cowboys actually played the Seahawks was about three years ago, and unfortunately during that time, you know, uh, with everything going on with the you-know-what, I don't even want to say the name, um, you know, it was up, up in Seattle. Now, I think pr uh, prior to this game, the last time the Cowboys had actually beaten the Seahawks was in the playoff game uh, right after the regular season of the 2018 season. So that's when Russell Wilson was actually still with the Seahawks. Now, looking at the stats for Geno Smith, now Geno Smith, you know, 23 for 41, 334 yards, three touchdowns, and one interception. And that one interception was to none other than Deron Bland. Unfortunately, we did not get to see another Deron Bland pick six, but I honestly believe that we'll probably see at least two more this season. Seriously hoping. Anyway, so you go back to Geno Smith. I mean, look, you look at the numbers of DK Metcalf. Six catches, 134 yards, three touchdowns. Okay, so DK Metcalf, I knew for a fact that he was actually going to come into this game and really give the Cowboys a, a defense a run for its money, and he did. Now, Zach uh, Charbonnet, he was, he was filling in for a walker, you know, 19 carries for 60 yards and one touchdown. So you know, the, the, the fact that, <laughs> I mean, the, the fact of the matter is how Seattle just, I, I'm telling you, had over 400 yards of total offense, you know, that right there is just, you know, that's just, that's just something that, you know, Seattle honestly just earned it. So from, from the looks of it, and when DK Metcalf had that 73-yard, you know, touchdown pass from Geno Smith after the Cowboys took a 3-0 lead on their opening drive, you know, it was going to be a long night, but I should, I should say this. In this game, nobody punted. Nobody punted. The Seahawks did not punt, neither, neither did the Cowboys. The Cowboys never had a pick. So basically, I think when the, when the Cowboys, I think the only time they kind of coughed the ball back up was on a turnover on down. But the fact that even the Cowboys did not punt, that's incredible. Now, this is, the, this is where I'm really going to give credits where credits due more than anything. This is where I'm going to give the devil his due. As far as Dak Prescott goes, everybody knows that I have an absolute notoriety for burying Dak Prescott with a barrage of criticism. I gotta say that it feels good. It feels good to actually be able to compliment and credit Dak more based on what we saw in this game. Now, as far as I'm concerned, I only seriously hope that Dak Prescott continues this. Now, at the same time, some would say the Seattle Seahawks defense is not that good. And that, and that overall, coming to this game, Seattle was not as good as they were the weeks prior. Now, Seattle did in fact come in with uh, questionable... Uh, circumstances involving the offensive line, but uh, the fact of the matter is, Geno Smith was only sacked once. Dak Prescott was sacked four times. One of the one of the most embarrassing talking points of this game was the fact that all the penalties, I mean, a combined 
19 penalties. 19 penalties, and check this out. The Seahawks had 130 yards of penalties. That's only three more than the Cowboys. All the pass interferences, this and that. I mean, that one particular time where it took three tries. Three tries for a Seahawks touchdown to finally count. <laughs> that, that That's just embarrassing. Now... The fact, you no, know, and I should mention, you know, the fact that I'm giving all this credit to, credit to Dak Prescott. Now, it's interesting that both quarterbacks had to throw for at least uh, had to had to throw at least 40 passes. Now, Prescott finished 29 for 41 and had 299 yards and a hat trick of touchdowns. And it was great to see Ceedee Lamb have 12 catches for 116 yards and a touchdown as well. You know, the the running game again, you know, with with Tony Pollard being somewhat limited to only 20 carries for 68 yards and a touchdown. But, you know, but, but looking at it right here, you know, the fact that, you know, Seattle, check this out, Seattle averaged about 6.3 yards per play, while Dallas averaged about 5.2 yards per play. So basically, both offenses really, really made this game somewhat entertaining. Now, again, unfortunately, this, how interesting this game was, I mean, unfortunately, it is marred from the fact that we had so many penalties. I mean, again, as I mentioned, you know, on that one particular drive for Seattle, like, at least twice, you know, penalties, you know, being... I think one time is because the the receiver did not maintain control. Then I think another time there was actually a penalty. I mean, there was, I think the first time it, was, it might have been a penalty on Seattle. Then I think another time it was a penalty on Dallas. But but we all know uh, the, the particular uh, drive that I'm talking about. And honestly, you know, and the fact that you know Dallas had no turnovers and had 36 and a half minutes of time of ball possession compared to Seattle who had 23 and a half minutes. So, a couple of so I guess one of the biggest things is you know you, you mentioned at the end when the Cowboys after they first after they they uh, forced a turnover on down Seattle to cough it up on a turnover on a turnover on down. Dallas was already up by three points. Okay, so Dallas drives down the field. Okay, and then the offense sputters, which was absolutely costly. Because you mentioned, okay, because with about, with a little less than two minutes to go, on a third and three, the Cowboys did, could not get the first down. So Dallas had to settle for three points, so they had to go up by six rather than ten points. So after it was thought that Seattle's, that it was all said and done for Seattle. Apparently, the Cowboys actually gifted Seattle the opportunity of a lifetime. The Cowboys defense just made sure that Seattle did not cash in on the opportunity. So, as interesting as it says, like the offense did most of the work throughout the game, but at the final, but at the final, basically at the final stretch, at the very, very most crucial point of the game, when the Cowboys offense sputtered and had to settle for three points. The defense actually bailed out the offense. So the whole entire time, it was the offense that was doing the favors for the defense. And then how ironic is it that at the end, it's the defense that actually manages to return the favor to the offense. <laughs> I mean, this is just one of the many key talking points of what this game was entertaining. So so th this actually begs the question, is, is Mike McCarthy still very untrustworthy with time management and everything? It's definitely a cause for concern, but it's just pure luck for Mike McCarthy. He's just very fortunate that the defense was able to prevail. Because I do believe the Cowboys should have been up 45-35. The final score should have de definitely been 45-35, given the circumstances of that one. 
So I want to take a look at basically the first turnover on down, and that's when Dallas. That was after Dallas made it 38 to 35. Now, you know, and, and I mentioned it was it was back to back. I mean, it was actually three times on offense on three offensive drives for Seattle. It was for, it was turnover on downs. So basically, when Dow, when Seattle was up by eight points, 35-27. Okay. So after that, the Cowboys march down the field and respond with a field goal. So then Dallas' defense needs to come through now because if they don't, it's going to be over like that. So Dallas' defense forces the first turnover on downs, and that's after Seattle went 10 plays on 29 yards and took about four and a half minutes off the clock. Okay. Now, and, and the fact of the matter is, if it was on a fourth and one. First, it was on a, on a third and ten. Geno Smith completes a nine-yard pass, and, all, and, and this was on the, on the Seattle um, 45. So on a fourth on a fourth and one, okay, all Seattle has to do is just get the get the one yard and that's it. And they fail to do it. They fail to do it. And this was actually with about seven minutes left in the game. So this is where Dallas's defense really pulled through big time. Okay. So Dallas immediately marches down the field after that and basically and then they they score a touchdown and they they do the two point conversion. The Cowboys have somewhat of a comfortable lead, but with how Seattle's offense had been playing, a three point lead is Nowhere near being comfortable. Anyway, so once again, now Seattle, this time in a minute and a half, they go five plays, 24 yards, and on a fourth and four, on a on a deep on a deep uh, on a deep pass attempt, it, it just did not work. I mean, especially the fact that on the very first play, Geno Smith completed a pass for for a gain of 18 yards. You know, the fact that you know at one point it was second and four, and then you you go two particular plays with incompletions you know I said that in my promo okay that what really what really really hurt Seattle as well was you know late in the game there was actually a drop I, I believe this was actually on the first time they went on a on a on a turnover on down so I, I'm not I'm not sure exactly who it was that dropped the pass um, but but I know but I know there was actually a time where a, a, a Seattle receiver actually basically uh Committed that, uh, excuse me, I think that sound, you know, one of the videos just went up. But anyway, a Seattle player actually failed to actually make the catch, and, you know, and, and that, and that's really what just, uh, you know, uh, it was, yeah, it was actually, t it was, a uh, it was, a uh, Lockett. So, uh, you know, and I, and I was, it was Tyler, yeah, Tyler Lockett, there was that one particular play where, a deep pass him and he just dropped it. I mean, I, I honestly, one of my best friends actually says that that's what ultimately doomed Seattle. I mean, I don't know if I want to if I want to say that that particular drop officially doomed Seattle, but I will say this: it certainly caused a momentum kill. So, because according to this, I mean that 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 dro drop was actually on a first and ten at the Seattle uh, at the Seattle forty-five. So. So Tyler Lockett's uh, drop, you know, really did, you know, I mean, it, it was unbelievable. And, th and then after that, you know, another incompletion, but then, you know, th then it got to that fourth and one, and then Seattle failed to get it. So so then after that after that drop, the play, the play calling, I did notice the Seattle offensive play calling, like, underwent a massive change. Like, all of a sudden, we saw a Jekyll and Hyde effect take place. So you you talk you talk about the particular situation. So then after that other time when, when they basically an incompletion that was you know on, on a deep pass you know that another on a fourth and four, and then Dallas you know, once again responded by that field goal granting Seattle a, another opportunity of a lifetime and Seattle could have basically 
won by a point if they scored the touchdown. You know, and then it was turnover on downs. You know, on the on first and and basically, uh, well, after the field goal. So when Seattle gets the ball back, the very very first play, Tyler Lockett catches a pass for about 17 yards, and then there's another eight-yard gain. So Seattle's just immediately driving down the field. And then all of a sudden, three partic- three straight incomplete passes. I mean, so obviously, briefly, the play con went back to what it was being. And then all of a sudden, you know, a couple of short incomplete, you know, a, a, to- a total of three straight incompletions on short passes for Seattle. That's what, that's what ended the game. I mean, that's embarrassing for Seattle. Because on that final turnover on downs, again... First, it started out. It, it started out with a deep pass to Tyler Lockett for 17 yards, and then Noah Fant caught an eight-yard pass, and that basically put Seattle in midfield. I mean, Seattle just like that was getting good field position, so it was only a matter of time where they were going to drive down the field. So then, all of a sudden, on a second and two, incomplete to Noah Fant. Third and two, incomplete to this player named Smith. I can't, I can't even. Say, I can't, I don't, I'm not even going to try to butcher the guy's name, but it was another incompletion, and then. On a fourth and two on the 50-yard line, I mean, Micah Parsons on that final play for uh, on Seattle's offense, Micah Parsons just, how he just broke loose, caused all that pressure on Geno Smith. I mean, he disrupted anything that Geno Smith could have attempted. So finally, the Seattle offensive line weakness was honestly spotted, and Micah Parsons took advantage of it. Geno Smith never had a chance. Geno Smith just had to get rid of the ball. If Geno Smith hadn't gotten rid of the ball, he would have been sacked. It would have been over either way. Micah Parsons broke loose. Geno Smith had no chance. He got rid of it. It was over for Seattle. So the Cowboys defense pulled through, but something happened to the Seattle offense. Again, on that final turnover on downs, the fact that three consecutive incomplete on short passes, that's frustrating for Seattle. That's frustrating for Seattle. So that all of a sudden the Seattle offense sputtered. What we saw from the from the Seattle offense, that's normally what we saw from the Cowboys offense, especially under the guidance and the play calling of none other than Kellen Moore, who's now with the LA Chargers. The Seattle offense was doing great, but something happened. Something happened. The play calling all of a sudden shifted from a good note to a negative note. I don't know what else to say about that. It's unbelievable. The f- I swear to God, several times on these deep passes, Geno Smith was making it look so easy. He was making it look so easy, and then all of a sudden, the momentum that the Seattle offense has, it goes straight down the toilet. And at the same time, Credit to the Cowboys defense, even though they got bullied most of the time, they were getting embarrassed most of the time, they pulled through when it mattered most. But something along the line, the Seattle offense underwent a change that should not have happened. It even has me mind, it even boggles my mind, why would Seattle's play calling want to even take such a risk? You're already, you're, you're on a hot streak, why would you want to risk, you know, killing that hot streak? Why? I don't know. Maybe Seattle felt too overconfident. That, that That's one particular theory. Maybe they had so much trust in themselves, they felt that they were going to pull through, but they didn't. I mean, what, whatever theory I can possibly lay out to you, the bottom line is Seattle's offense 
sputtered at the worst time. The fact that at first I was wrong, I thought it was two back-to-back, -back, you know, uh, turnover on downs. It was actually three. Three. And this was not long after, with seven minutes to go, Seattle was up 35-27. If the Seattle offense had kept its groove, I guarantee you it probably would have been 42-27 final score. <laughs> it didn't happen. So Seattle basically shot themselves in the foot, and Dallas took advantage. But at the same time, Dak Prescott played well. Played well. Okay? So props to Dak Prescott. And I only seriously hope he continues to do it because, for, because from now on, if, I, if we said before that the fun and games were, were over, now it's for real because you got Philadelphia next. Then you got Buffalo. Now, some would say Miami is not much of a threat because much like Miami, Miami has basically beaten up on horrible teams. But you know what? If the Cowboys defense does not get it together, there is no doubt in my mind that Tua Tonga-Vailoa is going to torch that defense. I mean, for God's sake, you're going to be dealing with Tyreek Hill. All right? The fun and games are now over. If they were not over then, it is for good now. The Cowboys are 9-3. The Eagles are basically going to basically keep the extending their lead in the NFC East. The Cowboys can only fight for a wild card spot. Okay? You got the Eagles next. You got the Bills, and then the Dolphins, and then Detroit, and then you, you close it out against the Washington Commanders in our nation's capital. The Cowboys defense, basically, the Cowboys overall as a team need to prove that they mean business. Alright? You got to go out there, and they got to get the job done. Now, a couple of facts. The fact that, you know, I should mention that the Cowboys, you know, even though they, they gave up 35 points and still won the game, I mean, that's actually something that's actually pretty interesting because the Cowboys, you know, don't often do that. Check this out. With 30 points now, the Cowboys are the third team in NFL history to score at least 30 points in each of its first six home games of a season, joining the likes of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who did it in 2021, and the New England Patriots in 2007. Wow. Huh. Now, as far as uh, Duran Bland goes, unfortunately, we again, we did not see another pick six in this one, but I'm sure we're going to see at least two more for the regular season, so... Basically, now the Cowboys more than ever got to show that they mean business because business has picked up. And now you are in the final stretch. It is now the month of December. And over, over the years, December has not been pleasant for the Cowboys. But the last two years or so have certainly set a, set a different story. The Cowboys need to find a way to fight through this month. And they got to put up the positive results. Ladies and gentlemen, Cowboys Talk, as you know, is available on Spotify. It's available on Apple Podcasts. It's even available on YouTube, and you can find it anywhere you get your podcasts. So do me a favor. Hit the subscribe button, and please be sure that you hit the notification bell. That way, I know for sure that you're not going to be missing out on any exciting upcoming content. Thank you very, very much, ladies and gentlemen. Have a good one, and God bless.